Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Um, I'm going to have you continue standing because I'm going to be right into the scripture here in just a second. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, we everybody else got to talk about camp except me since I'm preaching. It makes me not special or something like that. Um, so, uh, but whenever we did the testimonies at camp after senior camp, uh, I really didn't go in depth because I knew what I'd be preaching in you know a month, and so I really um, didn't want to. Uh, you know, say all I wanted to say because I knew I don't want to say it here. So the theme for camp, senior camp, and it was the theme for the youth this year, was paramount. And they uh, used the scripture, Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 33, and it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, if you look up paramount in the dictionary, you will get... Um, one of two definitions. Uh, but you, there are a couple definitions there. There is one, a chief in importance or impact. It is supreme, it is preeminent. Uh, and then another is above others in rank or authority, superior in power or jurisdiction. Um, and the, the, so it, what it's saying, and why that was the theme, is seek ye first. No, well, you may all be seated. Uh, so the significance there was, you know, paramount. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and it should be paramount. But I found something really interesting when looking up the origins of the word paramount. And it uh, is in between the years 1525 to 1535, and it's an Anglo-French word, paramount. It comes from par, or per, which is used to add intensity to a word. And then it is amont, which comes from the Latin ad montium which means the ad is to, but usually used as up to. You know, so, so to, to go up, and then uh, montium, mountain. So it, it, it's, when something's paramount, it's alluding to a great mountain. You know, it's high above the rest. It is, it is high in importance, high in value. It's, 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 it's alluding to a high mountain. So I would like to preach along those lines a subject entitled... Living up the mountain. Um, so tonight, I'm going to talk about uh, mountains and valleys, and uh, the, there are two specific types of mountains and valleys. Um, so the first of the mountains and valleys are physical mountains and valleys in your life. Um, the the like. So it's your, it's your actual physical walk through life and the mountains and valleys that you might go through. You know, the valleys represent the bad times. You, know, you, you just got laid off. Um, you, know, you, have, you have a health issue right now. You have a financial problem. You, know, problem. you, you you're just have these issues, um, and that, that, that's the, the bad times or the valleys. And, and see, when you're in a valley, when you're in a physical valley, you, you feel stuck in a valley. You feel trapped. You're entangled in this thicket of everything that's going on around you and you, you you just you feel like you're trapped you feel like you can't get out you you you're the canopy that covers over a valley it blocks out the light and so you can't see where you're going you you don't know where to turn you don't know what lies ahead you you're unsure of the path that you're taking whenever you're in a valley you see in a valley you're, you're lost you're left not knowing any of your surroundings or where to go or what to do but i'd like to point out the um scripture James chapter 4, verse 10. 
Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Now, humble, if you, if you look that word up, says low in height or level, small in size. Low in height. So if you will humble yourself, he'll lift you up. And see, what's great is when you're in the valley, you're already low. I mean, you know, here's the mountain up here, but you're in the valley right now. You're already as low as you ever thought you could be, as bad as your situation thought you could get. And all you've got to do is get over the fact, you know, admit that you are in a valley. Admit that you are low right now. And it, you don't got very far to go because you're already there. All you have to do is, is don't, don't fool yourself that I'm not in the situation I'm in right now. Don't fool yourself into thinking I'm above where I am right now. Because if you will get honest with God and you will, you will honestly humble yourself before him, my scripture tells me that he will lift you up. Psalm 40 verse 2 said, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. See, he brought me out of the mud and the muck of the valley. See, you can be put in a valley, you can be trapped in a valley, you can, you can have those things, but if you will humble yourself, he will pick you up and set you on the mountain. And when he sets you on the mountain, see, now when you're on the mountain, you feel free. There's nothing around you. There's nothing to bog you down. There's, you, you, you can see for miles on the mountain. See, on the mountain, when you're on the mountain, you know where you are. You, you, you have your surroundings intact on the mountain. You see, and so there, there's just, in life, there are going to be many. Now, I'm young, so I'm sure a lot of y'all older people could really testify to this. But I have learned in my 15 years, about to be 16, um, that there in life there are going to be many, many valleys. However, what's great about that is for every valley, there's a mountain that follows. And so that means for every valley, for every trial, for every bad situation you get put in, you're going to have a testimony when you come out of it. And there is just, you know, if you were here last Sunday, you, last Sunday night, you, you heard the power in a testimony. And there is just something about when you look back on what he has done for you and said, if he did it for me then, he can do it for me again. You know, he, he brought me out of the valley then, he'll bring me out of the valley now. You see, there, there's just this certain certain feeling that can come over you when you realize my God did it for me and he'll do it for me again and again after that and again after that because my God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow and he is faithful. Amen. See, the, I think the songwriter was fully right when he wrote, blessed be the name of the Lord um, in the good times and in the bad times, blessed be his name. Yeah. Because... Whenever I'm, in the, whenever I'm on the mountain, he set me on the mountain. I'm going to praise him and thank him for setting me on the mountain. He is worthy because he lifted me out of my situation. When I'm in the valley, I'm going to praise him because I know I'm not going to be in the valley much longer. I'm going to go ahead and humble myself to him because I know he's going to bring me out of it. I know I'm not going to stay where I am because he'll pull me out of it. Now, that's physical mountains and valleys, and that's just my short cover over it because I really wanted to talk about 
spiritual mountains and valleys. That's the other one. I said there were two. There's the first, which is the physical, and it's your walk in life. But then there's the second. And the second has everything to do with your walk in life. It has everything to do with the first one. It's really what determines it. Because spiritual mountains and spiritual valleys represent your walk with God. You see, in, but it's completely different. The valleys in the spiritual realm feel comforting. Life is easy in the valley. It's easy to settle in the valley. It's easy to feel at home, just you know, get comfortable. Uh, the canopy above you gives you a false sense of protection from everything around you. The river that flows through the valley gives you a false sense of sustenance, false sense of what can provide for you. Um, the, the, the valley feels easy. Life in the valley is easy. The only problem is the valley is sin. See, sin feels easy. Sin, sin is never a hard thing to do. It's never hard to go out and sin. But however, in, in the mountain, the mountain is also just completely different. See, the mountain, the mountain is an uphill climb. It's a struggle. You have to fight for every inch up the mountain. The mountain seems bare. It seems like there's nothing to cover you on the mountain. See, whenever you're climbing up the mountain, it feels like and it looks like there's nothing around to protect you. There's nothing around to provide for you. There's no you know, water that runs through the mountain that's in the valley. There's no food up on the mountain that grows in the valley. See, the valley is where the fertile soil is, but the mountain is hard rock. But, um, so, you know, Survival 101 would tell you, if you want to survive, you go to the valley. It's easy. You got a lot of food. You got a lot of sustenance. Just go to the valley, live there. You're good. But the problem with that is in the valley, um, see, the problem with that is, is you go down into the valley and you can live in the valley and it's easy to live in the valley, but then you can die in the valley. And see, the problem with dying in the valley is those who live in the valley are awaited by hell. But those who live up the mountain will go up the mountain, will seek ye first the kingdom of God. Who seek God, who live up the mountain, is awaited eternal glory and eternal life with ever-ending joy. Yeah. Ever-ending joy. Um, <laughs> see, it, it, if life in the valley is easy, but it won't get you to heaven. You must go up the mountain. Hell awaits those in the valley um, and li eternal life waits those who seek after God. See, I was born, the, the, a really interesting contrast, another difference in between the physical and spiritual valleys is physically, you're born in a valley because, you know, you're a baby, you're an infant, you're, you're really susceptible to problems. I was born with a lot of problems as a baby, you know, so very much born in a valley. And as sad as it is, there will be one valley throughout life that there won't be a mountain there will be a valley that will be deeper than every other. There will be a valley that you just won't get out of. And that valley will be death. And you will be born in a valley and you will die in a valley in your spiritual, in your physical mountains and valleys. But you see, there's something special about spiritual mountains and valleys. 
in the spiritual mountains, in the spiritual mountains, I may have been born in the valley. Everyone is born in the same. I may have been in the valley at some point in my life. I may have been living in the valley for a period of time. But that does not mean I'm going to die in the valley. See, I'm going to die up the mountain. I may have been born in the valley. That's where I was. That's where I came from, yes. But I'm dying up the mountain. I'm dying <clears throat> with Calvary. I'm dying to the cross. See, now, if only it were just that simple, though. You know, you can live in the valley, or you can live up the mountain. Just pick the mountain. Saved. But it's not. You see, to live up the mountain... You have to allow the Holy Ghost, which goes inside of you and leads you up the mountain. You see, it, it talked about in the Bible how you're led by the Holy Spirit, and these men are the sons of God. So it leads you up the mountain. And you have to grow this mindset that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Nothing else matters. Nothing else is more important. I've got to do whatever I've got to do to get up the mountain. That's the mindset you have to have. You have to have this idea in your brain that no matter what it takes, no matter what I'm going to have to do, I'm going up the mountain. And that's all that I care about. But you see, when you, when you left the valley way back when, or if you're still in the valley when you leave it, you're going to bring a bunch of junk with you. This junk can be sin. This junk can be other mindsets that are going to harm your walk with God. It, it can be whatever it is, but it is going to hinder you. And see, you're going to get these points on the mountain. When you get to these points, when you get to these spots on the mountain, those spots where you're supposed to keep going up the mountain, you're supposed to keep going up the mountain, you're supposed to continue in your walk with God but what will end up happening at these points is since you have all this junk and all this, all this stuff you're carrying with you out of the valley, you'll get to this point. You know, you're, you're here, you know, going up the mountain, you're, you're following, you're going, but then you're being led, and then you get to this point, you're like, whoa, whoa. But I, I don't know if I want to take another step past there. You know, if I step past there, I have to give this up. You know, if I, do you, are you sure you really want me to go pray with that person? I, I don't know who that person is you know that, that I, don't, I don't I'm maybe too scared to do that that fear you know are you sure you you want me to to go try to pray a miracle over that person how do I have the authority to pray a miracle into you know into being you know and, and, and uh, do, you know do I really need to give up this you know what you want me to start start reading my bible you know every day praying every day fasting every day you know you, you wanting me to do that well th I'd have to give this stuff up and I, that that's out of my comfort zone that doesn't feel good that's hard it that's living up the mountain and you don't want to do that and so what you'll do is you'll talk yourself instead of continuing, you know, oh, this needs to go, okay, it's gone. You know, this needs to go, okay, it's gone, I'll do it. Just tell me what to do. You'll get to the situation where you got held up here, and you're saying, well, you know, I can still see up the mountain up there. I, I can see God, and I can see his great actions and his great works, and, and that's just good enough, and you'll, and you'll just start settling all your stuff. You know, you'll, you'll start unloading all the stuff you've been carrying with you because you don't want to give it up, and so you'll be keeping it, and you'll just be settling in, and, and you'll, ju you'll just settle right on in, and you'll just be fine with living right where you are. And, and, and you're still on the mountain, you know, it's okay. And you can just look up the mountain and, you know, you know it's all up there. But the problem with that 
is the second you stop living up the mountain, the second you stop making that climb, making that struggle, you will slowly start to drift away from God because you will convince yourself that you're living for God. You'll convince yourself that you, are, you have a godly life. You know, here I'm a Christian. I'm doing everything right. You know, but man, I, I'm, oh, I, I don't really need to read my Bible that much. I'll, I'll read it once a week instead of once a day, you know. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it just, no, I don't really need to read it. I know enough about it. And soon you'll find I was up there and now I'm over here. You see, you, you will slowly start to drift away. You will become, once you become stagnant in your walk with God, you stop moving, you're moving down. You may think, oh, well, I'm just in the same spot and I can stay in this spot and this will be my spot. And I don't, I don't have to get up there where it's un- that uncomfortable. And I don't have to go back in the valley where it's bad. But you're already going that way. You may not know it. You may not think it because you've convinced yourself otherwise. But you're going to the valley. You see, you become like the rich man. When the rich man met Jesus, even though he thought he lived his entire life for God. You know, he was like, I'm a good you know, follower. I, I, I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I, I'm fine. I, I, I'm correct in what I'm doing. You know, just, but what else could I do to make sure I'm saved? You know, what else could I do? And when God said, sell all your riches and follow me, he couldn't do it. You see, well, when the rich man met Jesus, he couldn't leave where he was to be closer to God because he refused to keep living up the mountain. He started, to, uh, he started to live on the mountain. When he started to live on the mountain, he began to drift away. He thought he was living right. He thought he was living correctly. But whenever it came time for him to keep walking up, whenever it came time to him to take that step, he couldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. It's because he had drifted away. He had drifted towards the valley. He, he thought he was there, but he had a mindset that my possessions, my personal life, what my, my comfort, what, what makes me feel good is more important than the kingdom of God. And so I don't need to go that way. I can, I can stay over here. And whenever you get that mindset in your head, that's part of that junk that you brought with you out of the valley. And that mindset will ruin your walk with God and leave you in the valley. See, his possessions became paramount in his life. It all came down to a mindset. If I can refer to Peter real quick, when, when Peter stepped off that boat, you know, here's Peter, and Jesus said, come. When Peter stepped off that boat, he had every intention to go to God. He had heaven on the mind. He was seeking first the kingdom of God. That's where he was going. He was walking that way. And as he was walking that way, he was walking on water. He was doing the impossible, miracles, signs, wonders. But the second he took his eyes off God and started to look at all the things around him, he fell. The second he stopped seeking God, he fell. Whenever he stopped living up the mountain, he went to the valley. Yeah. You see, if the, magician, if the magicians, if the musicians would come. <laughs> magicians to me, I can never do any of that. <laughs> well, you know, but that, that was 
when he fell, when he took his eyes off God, whenever he stopped seeking first the kingdom of God. And so I want to ask you something, and these are hard questions, even for me. I'll admit it. Um, Let me ask you. In the last week, uh, actually, if I go ahead and have everybody stand, I'm I'm probably going to end pretty quick. In the last week, month, how much have you prayed? Fasted. Studied, studied the word of God. You know, the, the Bible, thine word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. How much of that have you put in your heart? How much have you hid in your heart in, in, in the last little bit? You know, now, now what I want, you know, how many people have you invited to church? And in that last little bit. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to think back roughly a year, maybe two years, three years, however long. Think back however long, and where were you then? Is your answer the same? Are you praying the same amount, fasting the same amount, doing the same things you were doing a year ago? Because if you find yourself in a situation where week after week, month by month, you, you, throughout life, you're just progressing, and, but you're not progressing. You're, you're at a standstill. Well, then you're living on the mountain. You, you are convinced. You, I guarantee you've convinced yourself you're, you're good. You're golden. You do read. You do. You, you do. But you're drifting away. Yeah. I, it, it, I can guarantee you that you are not where you're called to be because... See, when's the last time you saw a miracle? When's the last time you saw somebody filled with the Holy Ghost for the very first time, evidence speaking in tongues? And now when's the last time you caused a miracle? When's the last time you put hands on a person and they began to speak in tongues for the very first time? Because that's not just the preacher's job. I get it. Preacher is supposed to be that man of God. He's supposed to be the one who lives up the mountain. But he's not the only one who's supposed to live up the mountain. Every single one of you in here. I'm not just talking to somebody who's living on the mountain, who just realized, you know, suddenly found themselves, oh, look, I, I am I'm in this spot, and I've been in this spot for the past five years of my life. I haven't done anything past this spot. I've been here, done it. And I'm still doing it. I haven't progressed at all. I'm not talking just to that person. I'm talking to every single person in this room. Because everyone must develop the mindset that I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. See, they must develop that mindset that close enough is never close enough. You know, you, I guarantee you have an anointing and a calling at the top of that mountain. You have an anointing waiting for you. You are meant to do great things. That lost family member, that, that co-worker that could be saved, I know it's God's will for everyone to be saved, but you are their only chance for them to be saved. If you don't live up the mountain, grab your anointing and start doing the works of God that he has called you to do, they will never be done. You are the only chance, the last resort. 
You have to develop that mindset that I can never be close enough to God. I can never be high enough up the mountain. I, I will never be at a point where I can say, oh, this will do. I can back off now. You see, it's, it's like a ladder. You've got to imagine like a ladder. You're at the bottom of a ladder. And each rung is a step towards God. Your anointing, your calling, it's at the top. But each step you take, you have to give something up. Give out this hour of your day and devote it to praying. Give out this hour and devote it to reading a chapter out of the Bible. Devote this lunch on these certain days and fast and pray during your lunch hour. See, you have to make that commitment. You have to have that mindset that nothing is more important and whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. A mindset that says close enough is never enough. If you don't do it, if you, if you don't live up the mountain, if you back off, if you, if you don't march up there and fight for every inch, then who will? Who, who, there are people that you are the only person who is going to give them a chance for salvation. People die every day and they aren't saved. And it's, it's a thing. They're, you, you can live with them. You can laugh with them every single day. And you're just thinking, oh, it's all good and it's all fine. But those people, if they were to die, and if they were to die today, that person you're close to, that coworker, that, that family member, would, would they be in heaven? Or they've made their bed in the valley, made their bed in hell. And these altars are open. Right here. Right now, tonight, make up your mind that nothing else is more important. Nothing else can come in the way. Nothing else can be paramount. Nothing else, nothing else can take that time that needs to be devoted. Whatever it takes, whatever I've got to give up, whatever, whatever I've got to do, I'm going to do it. If it takes stepping out of my comfort zone, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. Because whatever I've got to do to reach the lost, whatever I've got to do to get my anointing and get my calling from God, I'm going to do it. And nothing can stand against that. Don't miss this chance. These altars are open. Come. Grab your anointing. Live up the mountain. It will never be fulfilled without you.